Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Chester Elton was our guest this week on the Influential Personal Brand, and this is the recap edition of that episode. I'm joined by my partner in Shine, AJ Vaden. We're breaking down the interview because, you know, we've both known Chester for a really long time. We haven't seen him in a while, but he was an influential person in our life. So it was great to reconnect. And uh, AJ, welcome to the show. Looking forward to getting your thoughts on this. Wow, looking forward to giving you all my many opinions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think looking back at this episode, to me, it really was about how to dominate a niche. And that is something that Jester and his, you know, writing partner, business partner, Adrian have really done. They, you know, they were the carrot guys and they carved out this like very specific niche that they have just dominated for decades at this point. And my first big takeaway, which is going to be something near and dear to your heart, AJ, I know is just having proprietary data helps you dominate. And when I look at some of the most successful like speakers specifically that we know, I think of Sally Hogshead and Jason Dorsey, and uh, I think of David Horsehogger and Chester Elton. And it's like these folks, Tom Rath, these folks have proprietary data that really is real data and it really helps you kind of like define a niche. I also think of Michael Stelsner does this really well with Social Media Examiner. And Shalene Johnson and the list goes on. It goes on. So that was my first big takeaway. And I know obviously in the not so distant past, uh, you led our national research study trends in personal branding. And so I figured, I don't know if that stuck out to you, but that was a big takeaway for me. Yeah, that was my first point, probably in a little bit different context than you just shared. But I did, I literally highlighted this quote that having proprietary data helps you dominate, period. 
It helps you dominate. It helps you get on media. It helps you clarify your niche. It helps you reach a new target demographics. It helps you with credibility. It helps you in so many different ways. It helps your content strategy. Like there's countless ways that it helps. But one of the things that really stuck out to me that I thought was really important in this interview is that it's not just having the data. You have to understand the data. And, and that data gives you credibility, but it's not necessarily the data points that people remember. It's the stories that people remember. And because you have data, what your job is as the owner of the data is to learn how to truly understand it and interpret that data to the general public and then take that and create a story with that data that helps your audience. So to me, it's like having the data is the given. It's the requirement. It's the necessity. We've probably heard it 12 times this year so far that data is the new differentiator, right? It is the new competitive advantage. It's like information and data and proprietary data is the new competitive advantage. But having the data really isn't good enough. Right? You have to understand the data. You have to interpret the data. But what you really have to do is take that data and create stories that mean something to your audience because it's the stories that they'll remember. And so um, as an example from this interview, I thought these were some things that stuck out to me. Said, yeah, they had 100,000 people take this motivator's assessment, right? And of that, 18% referenced severe anxiety at work. But by 2020, that 18% had turned into 30% of the workforce. But then if you just parcel that out and just look at millennials and Gen Z, it was 42%. And the story that really started to form for me is, you know, our kids are the generation right after Gen Z. So I'm like, well, good gosh, what if like, if we don't start making some serious changes, like what does that look like for my kids? And what you're saying that we're telling these young people who are graduating high school or college or, you know, trade schools, we're saying the moment you enter the workforce, almost half of you will experience severe anxiety. What? Those are the things to me. It's like, it's the data, but it's really the story that the data tells that I think you really have to own. So I know that was a long point. I'll make the other one shorter, but that was most significant to me. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, it's hard enough to get data and then it's hard to interpret it and make it applicable. And that's one thing that they've done. And so I thought that was good. So the other thing that stuck out to me from this specific interview, obviously Chester and Adrian have sold a lot of books and they've gotten a pretty sure portfolio is who they publish with or have published most of them with. Just a good reminder, which we know and we talk about and we you know, we teach people, but what publishers are really buying is your marketing plan. The author's job is to sell the books. And we actually did our bestseller launch plan event last week at the time of compared to this recording when we're actually recording this. And one of the things that we said, which we'd never really said before so clearly is that most authors build a book and then try to build an audience. And it's extremely difficult. Like you have to build the audience first and then build the book for the audience. That's how the book becomes successful. Anyways, I just thought that was a good reminder as always to just go, yeah, like a huge part of this is just marketing, not necessarily who has the best ideas. No, I think that's really good. I, that did not make it on my top three list. So that was good. I didn't even pick up on that. But that's true. 
right? It's like, if you have the audience, then it can carry any product or service versus build the product and then try to build the audience. That's really good. And my second thing, probably just something that resonated with me stronger is that if you try to be too many things to too many people, you become nothing, right? If you become too many things to too many people, you become nothing. And I love this. And he said, it became really clear to Chester that the place where business people go, his audience was LinkedIn. And we've had this discussion in our house here recently about like LinkedIn. All right. So that's probably why it just really stuck out to me is that, you know, LinkedIn is the place where this professional crowd goes to source information, find service providers, you know, do all the things. It's not that Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube aren't other really important platforms. That's not what I'm saying. But I thought this was just really good is that you got to figure out where's your place and what is the thing that you want to be to your people and what place are those people going? And, you know, he said like it was LinkedIn. So we went all in on LinkedIn. And because they went all in on LinkedIn, they got into this influencers program. And because they got into this influencers program really, really early, they got more opportunities and then more opportunities and more opportunities. And to me, I think that just is, it speaks really clearly to a lot of our audience where it's so overwhelming to think about, okay, I've got to create content for all these different platforms and some of it needs to be original. Some can be repurposed. And then I've got to do all these things and all these platforms, which is, I think is really important, right? And I think you do need to be all the places, but it's how much of you needs to be in all the places. And what if you just said, okay, I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I'm spreading my content everywhere, but I'm also going to go all in on the one platform that I most resonate with, that my audience most resonates in. And I'm going to just like double down on that. And uh, that was LinkedIn for them because they said, that's where we found that business people go. So that's probably also my platform, which is why it stuck out to me. But I thought it was really just a great reminder of you don't have to be all the places all the time and be all the things to all the people. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, for me, like for whatever reason, I'm drawn to Instagram, like just the usability of it. We post stuff on LinkedIn, on Facebook, but like I spend most of my personal time on LinkedIn and I think it's... It, you mean Instagram. Sorry, did I say... Link? I said LinkedIn. I meant Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you're, you know, you're more on LinkedIn and I think it's... Well, it's interesting when it comes to personal, I'm on Instagram way more, right? But that's really for... But your voice as a content creator is more for LinkedIn. Well, you know, to that note, so this was my third takeaway 
which it was powerful to hear him say this because I've thought about this before and I've kind of heard some studies, although they seem not super um, reliable, but that it takes four or five impressions for someone to buy your book. You know, and I've heard all sorts of numbers. That's why I'm saying like, I've, there's, I've heard different studies quoted on this, but not any that were totally authoritative that I feel confident repurposing here, but just as a kind of like a general ad- anecdotal kind of an observation that he was making, which I would totally agree with, is that, you know, people have to see you in multiple places. Like, it's not just enough for them to be like, oh, I saw you this one post from you over here. Like, that's not really when they buy. It's when it's like, oh, I heard you on this podcast. And now, you know, I just saw your book on a shelf. And hey, here you are. Here's an ad for your webinar funnel in my feed. And oh, look, you're speaking at my company's event next month, right? And it's like that kind of triangulation needs to happen to where you really start, I think, breaking through the wall and creating massive gravity. So, you know, it's kind of like figuring out where you can dominate well, but also when you do this, you kind of start to surround people and just knowing that, If people buy from you, they typically aren't going to just buy the very first time they see you. It's going to be more of like multiple impression. I know. (laughs) Let's talk about that. No, it's kind of like, it's like you intentionally kick in that reticular activation, right? You know, it's like, it's an intentional effort to spark an individual's reticular activation where, you know, and that's a real fancy word that I don't use very often. The reticular activating system. It's like a, yeah, it's like a neurological, yes. like a part of our brain. It's like once you become in tune with something, like if I was shopping for a new car and I'm shopping for, you know, a new infinity SUV and I'm looking at white infinities, the next thing I know, I'll see white infinities everywhere I go. And it's like, now your, your mind has like tuned into like, Oh, I'm noticing something that I didn't notice before. And I do agree that being in so many places really helps nurture that. And and it's like, go all in on one place, but that doesn't mean you ignore all the others. So the, my third thing that I wrote down was two part. And he said, the most important thing is consistency. And we have heard that from every single person who has ever been on this show or ever in the history of our life and conversation. So that is not new, but such an important reminder across the board where like, if you're posting once a month on LinkedIn or once a week on Instagram, like that's probably not going to to do it for you. And so don't be frustrated when it's not working, right? It's like, you know, I've had clients before. It's like, well, you know, we built it and no one came. It's not really how it works. It's like build it, then market it, then promote it, and then put paid ads to it, and then talk about it everywhere you go. And then maybe people will come. But I also love what he said is that so much of it is trial and error. So allow yourself the grace to try and fail and then try again, and then sometimes win. But it's trial and error for each of us. And that's okay. Don't think you have to have it all mapped out and have it perfect the first time. Some of this is just figuring out what resonates. Where do people go? What is your preferred medium? And and it's like, but you got to do it consistently enough to even have an opportunity to have some trial and error. It's just a little bit of grace and have a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, amen to that. The consistency, a lot of it is just sticking around. I mean, Chester's been at this a while, as have we, as have most of our friends. 
And it's also having really good content and being super charismatic and like all the things that Chester is. So, well, so that's it. You know, you're hearing the, and I think it's great when you hear some of the same themes because you go, oh, it's not just one person. This is really the truth. And that's one of the things that I love about this show as a listener is just hearing the real truth from people who are really out there with top, top personal brands. And they share most of the interviews we do on this show are not what they talk about on other shows. Like the content they share with us is, it's not not what they write about in their books. They're kind of giving us the behind the scenes journey. So I love that. We're trying to do that. Hopefully you love that. And if you do, you know, put a shout out for us on social that we can connect with you personally, leave a review. And most of all, just keep coming back. We're so grateful for you. We'll catch you next time on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 